Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. March Madness is here. If you find yourself out watching the game, drinking, don't drive. Take an Uber. Call a taxi. Call your friend. Call your parents. Call somebody. I don't know. Don't get behind the wheel. But if you do, and if you get pulled over, and you find yourself in trouble, there's only one name you need to keep in mind. Marcos Garza. Before you say guilty, say Garza. But he doesn't just do DUI defense. He also does personal injury and criminal defense. If you find yourself needing a lawyer, use the people who support us. Marcos has been with the podcast for well over a year now. He might as well be a uh, founding member of the Ranch Gang. Marcos Garza, GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Let's get to the show. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live March 26th. It's Tuesday. It's about five o'clock. Seth Hughes joins us down from Alabama. What up, Seth? John, it's... it's as usual, it's fantastic to hear your voice. I am trying a new room to record. How do I sound? You sound amazing, as usual. I'm sitting in a spare bedroom with the microphone propped up on three pillows, trying to get it you know, level with me, and I'm trying to talk into the corner of the room. So if it's echoey, it's not from a lack of effort. I, I keep trying to figure out what the best place to record in this uh, new house is. You sound great to me. All right, so Sweet 16? Never in doubt. All that matters is that we won. Next. Thank you, next, as Ariana Grande would say. Like, the only thing that matters is that Tennessee is playing basketball Thursday night. Thank you. Next. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about anything else. Thank you. Because we are playing basketball Thursday night, and I'm sick of people like... Next. People are like, you know, this team's got some problems that need fixing. Hey, news alert. The season's about over. The problems can go to hell. The problems can go to hell. Like, we're either going to win and be imperfect or we're going to lose and go home. So who wants to sit here and, and care about our problems? Like, the problems are what they are. Like, I think it's better for this team that they play a close game in the first half than play then get just blow somebody out because they obviously put it on cruise control. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt they put it on cruise control. That they tried to start running the clock, you know, to start the second half. Like that was uh pretty fucking stupid, but like it was all things considered. It was really stupid to try and slow it down in the second half, right? Yeah. No, it was uh it was really dumb. Like what is the logic behind that? You just 
schooled them for 20 minutes. Why would you stop? They were calling Grant Williams and Admiral the school bus driver because they were taking them bulls to school. You nailed that one. Thanks. Like, I, I just, I don't understand, like, the, the Colgate game, whatever, whatever. That dude hit circus shots. Yeah, good for you, buddy. That dude hit circus shots. Like, there were some threes that that guy made that were absurd. Okay, so whatever. Saturday, they didn't really hit circus shots. I know they hit the buzzer beater three that at the end of the, the shot corner. clock. Yeah, that, the corner. Corner. That, that was lucky. That was lucky, okay? We turned it over too much. That we did, my friend. We but, followed maybe our best half of basketball with our one of our worst halves of basketball. Yeah, when I, when I got home Sunday, I told my dad, I was like, you know, if the game was only 20 minutes, Tennessee would win the national title. Because in the first half, we, we, we're, we are unstoppable. Yeah, it feels like we're never really down at halftime. And... I mean, we were up at halftime against Auburn, not in the SEC Championship, but Auburn on the road, right? I can't remember. I mean, when we played at I'm Kentucky... I'm 95% sure we were up at halftime against Auburn, not in the SEC Championship, but uh, on the road. We were up against LSU. We were up against Kansas. I think we were down one against Gonzaga. Like... At Kentucky, we were we were barely down at half. I believe it was a six point game. They, it was I think it was thirty seven to thirty one at halftime. Yeah, they they hit a layup to make it six right before the uh, end of the half. I mean, I, I don't have any answers for our second half woes. Which that would have been a loss if we were down at halftime. So we would not be undefeated or win the championship. We would, we would lose in that scenario. That's true. That's true, John. Thank you for pointing that out and shitting all over my take. <laughs> We're really good in the first. I mean, we're, we're really good in the first half, though. Like, I mean, obviously, like I said, Kansas, um, even Auburn, LSU. Like, you know, three of our what five losses we've been up at half. Yeah. I I, I mean, like, I, nobody knows what the deal is. I think that Barnes was pretty terrible slowing it down. Buddy, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Uh, that those last seven minutes of that of regulation. Mm-hmm. That 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 has me worried because I went back, I rewatched the game as I do on Monday mornings before the radio show. Uh, I didn't watch all of that game. I skipped the first half. I skipped everything except the last seven minutes in overtime. And Barnes looked like a deer in the headlights. So I think it was Bowden said after the game that they, somebody asked him what happened. He said, well, you know, we obviously got a little tight. To me, it seems like the entire team or the entire program from Admiral Schofield to Rick Barnes, the only thing they could think about was Loyola Chicago. And Jordan Bowden is pretty much admitting that to me. Maybe in not so certain terms, but he's basically saying we won, but we played tight because all we could think about was the year before. Because for all that has been said about how this team hasn't had a freshman score a point and it's all seniors and juniors, well, nobody on this team had won two games in the NCAA tournament. 
and they obviously got tight. Rick obviously coached terrible in the second half. The good news is, is that somehow, and I don't, I can't attribute it to anything other than the team has an iron wheel, is that they somehow automatically shut it off at the end of the second half and forgot about it. Well, we finally, so I, I don't think it's an iron wheel, Seth. Again, not trying to shit on your point again. I just think it's, we finally gave the ball to Grant Williams. Yeah, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. And a part of it is Grant Williams doesn't want the ball. Like if you watch, like again, the last seven minutes as we're bleeding out, about to gag up this 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 uh, you know this Sweet Sixteen appearance, the only person who wanted to shoot was your boy Lamonte Turner. Did you know he was the only guy with any field goals the last seven minutes of the game? That was it, just him. He hit the he hit that crazy layup to push it back to five, and then he hit that really. That really clutch three after they gave him that bullshit foul call on that three pointer. Which he then he then lined it back up and hit another three and said, "Take that, take that." That was that was a horrific call. Oh, it was it was brutal. Like it was it, brutal. It totally for you know everybody's always like you can't don't blame the refs don't blame the refs and like okay the refs weren't the reason that we went to overtime but that call totally changed the entire outcome of the game. And yeah, I mean, because if they don't call that, Bowden has the ball and he throws it up to Luante for a layup. It's a five-point game with two minutes left. Yeah, and then it was a five-point swing. Yep. I mean, like, we'll get to Lamonte. We'll get to Lamonte. I do think that, obviously, the main thing is always going to be Grant Williams. Like, he is probably the second-best player in the NCAA tournament right now. Now that John Morant is out, it is Grant Williams. Like, I... And he might be better than John Morant in college, too. Like, I, I don't know. I know John Morant's a better NBA prospect, but Grant might be number two anyways. Um, when, when we hit the 10-minute mark in the second half, why does every offensive possession not go through Grant Williams? Again, I don't know if it's Rick Barnes. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a little bit of Grant... I don't know if it's the fact that we were kind of letting Lamonte Turner handle the ball more, which maybe is affecting our turnovers. I don't know. I will say, Seth, like um, we're not really talking about it, but if Tennessee loses that game in regulation or really overtime, we probably come out of that game with a completely different perspective on Grant and Admiral. Because Grant scored six second-half points, he didn't score after the, you know, he, he he didn't score for the last 10 minutes of regulation. Admiral checked himself out, said, no mas. I'm going to let, you know, the hot hand go. I'm going to let Kyle bring us home. We would look at those two a lot differently. But, of course, Grant made plays in overtime. He, do, he really dominated overtime. And he ends the game with one of the best stat lines, you know, that you could ask for, like 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists, four blocks, three steals, something like that. He was saved. He was saved by that overtime performance. Do you agree or disagree? It was it was nineteen seven, five assists, four steals, three blocks. He um, Rick Barnes was completely saved because if we had lost that game and he had set Admiral for the entire overtime, in the last however many seconds of the second half, he would have been ripped 
to shreds until kingdom come. And rightfully so. And everybody would have been everybody would have been right to have ripped him in that situation. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. I'm saying that you could not have argued really with sitting your senior, your all SEC, second leading scorer, an NBA draft pick. I don't have much of an argument against somebody that would have said that's classic Rick Barnes when an idiotic move to sit Admiral Schofield. So you would have placed it on Barnes and not Admiral for reportedly asking out of the game and saying he didn't want to go back in? I don't I don't really You don't believe that? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean it's it's up to the coach. The coach is the one that's paid millions of dollars. I'm gonna blame him. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's something where Admiral's scared. Well, I think because Tennessee won, now they get to say he's the ultimate team player. But if he would have if Tennessee would have lost that game, we'd have looked at him as like, wow. He wasn't who we thought he was. Yeah, you folded when we needed you the most. Exactly. Like you weren't you weren't there. You scored two points in the second half. You said no mas and checked yourself out after you threw up that three pointer with what, forty seconds left? Yeah. After that you said, I'm done. That would have really changed the way we looked at Admiral. And maybe you could blame Barnes. I don't know. Maybe it would have been partly Barnes's fault because, like you said, he's the one making millions of dollars. You look at Admiral and say, "I believe in you." Go in there and get it done. I mean, but we have talked on this podcast before that, like, at some point, you just have to trust your seniors because we would complain about him pulling out of him. We would complain about him pulling people when they had three or four fouls. I think it was last year against Loyola. We were just kind of like, look, you have to trust your guys. Like, if you can't trust Admiral and Grant, you know, I mean, you just you just have to trust them. You have to trust the SEC player that you have to trust the All SEC guy. I mean, listen, Rick Barnes gets credit for doing it because Kyle was good on defense and Kyle played a good game. Okay, he gets credit for doing. That. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if we had lost in Admiral Schofield, which like Rick said, we were going to see how it went for two or three possessions. Admiral being out of the game maybe forced Grant to finally get the ball and take over. The weird thing about Grant to me is that I thought we had turned this corner. Because against Kentucky... In the SEC tournament, he finally just said, to hell with it, I'm the best player on the court, and my team is not going to lose. But it took until desperation time. I know, but at least he finally did it. Sure, sure. Now, it took him until desperation time again Sunday. I get your point. I see where you're coming from. I don't understand. I don't know. Is it worrisome? Yeah, it is. But what can we do at this point? The only thing that matters is that we won. Like, thank you. Next. I mean, like, nothing else matters. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Like, none of it, nobody will remember it. Nobody will talk about it if we beat a team that we should on Thursday night. Well, if Tennessee keeps winning and 
then Rick Barnes is going to be hailed as a hero, and Admiral going to be hailed as a hero for doing it. Right. And we'll look and say that they're tournament tested. They know how to win close games. And, you know, this has happened three other times in history where a two seed has won their first two games by double figures. They are 3-0 and in the Sweet 16. Say that again. There's been three times in tournament history where the two, you know, a two seed was won their first two games by single digits. Okay, and they are three and zero in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, you said you said double digits that first time. That's why I was confused. Oh, oh, I'm going to delete that out of the podcast so I don't sound like a dumbass. Okay, I'm with you now. Okay, so yeah, they are three and zero in the Sweet Sixteen so far. The two seeds who have been tested, and I mean. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, my issue is that, and I haven't been on Twitter hardly at all, but my thing is that it is so fun to be playing in the second weekend. Just enjoy it. Like, we got a better team than Purdue. Game to game does not matter. It is what is to I think the computers have Purdue as a half point favorite. Yeah, Ken Palm has Ken Palm has Purdue favored by zero point five. I know we're we're favored by one in Vegas. Some of that some some of that is recency bias to, to borrow your favorite term. Because Carson Edwards had played like garbage for like a month until Villanova. So, like, what's today? Tuesday? Today's Tuesday, right? So, a mere 10 days ago, we beat a fully healthy Kentucky. That we did. Like, game to game... There's fluctuations, and it is what it is. The only thing that matters in March is that you win. It doesn't matter how pretty or how ugly you do it. You think Duke cares that they won because somehow that ball didn't go through the hoop because UCF missed a wide-open alley-oop? I mean, none of that matters. Like, Tennessee was the better team Sunday. They lost their minds for 20 minutes. And they turned it around in overtime and won. We're in the Sweet 16 where we should be. Forget about it. Move on. And I dearly, I dearly hope that we don't just come out of the gates like a bat out of hell against Purdue. Because that does seem to be a problem. We fall asleep. Or I pray to God that if we do come out like that, then we don't let up. Pedal to the metal for the next 20 minutes. Because that's the last time in this regional you're going to get to play fast. Because against Virginia, we're not going to get to play fast. And against Carolina, you don't want to play fast. I just wanted to point out, like, I don't know if the computers have recency bias. I just feel like I feel obligated to say that. Yeah, for you're, Will right, you're right. You're so right. You're right. Will's, Will's right. Sorry, Will. I just don't want him to punch anything and think that we're dumb when it comes to stats because you and I are not dumb. You're the smartest person I know. Thank you, John. I do appreciate that. 
if so facto, we're going to beat. We're Purdue's winning. Ass. We're winning Thursday we're night. Okay, like it's we're better than them. We're going to beat them. So I, I I agree with your take that we are better than them. The, the 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 computers are wrong. Yeah, I mean I don't even like computers. It's not like I do anything with computers on a day to day basis. It's not like I know anything about computers. I didn't even have a laptop for six months. Yeah, I mean I can barely even log on to Windows. Yeah, computers can go to hell. That's right. So I mean I don't care. I don't care about any uh we're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. And we will be playing Saturday night. That's true. Against Virginia, probably. But Oregon looks really good. Oregon does look good. Oregon looks really good. Uh Lewis King, I guess he's gonna be like a lottery pick. Kenny Wooten looks really good. Peyton Pritchard's pretty solid. They look pretty good, and Dana Altman is an elite coach. Um, I can't, I can't see who asked the question. I, I saw it from someone. If I find it, I'll give them a shout-out. But are we, would we rather play Virginia or Oregon? I've thought about this all day. As I was out in the field working the land this morning, I was thinking about this, and I think I would rather play Virginia. Because I cannot stomach losing to a 12 seed to go to the Final Four. Yeah. So, that is how beaten down I am as a fan. Have you watched much Purdue this year? No. Because Sterling tweets in asking, you know, how how Purdue is different from last year when Tennessee beat them. And I don't really have an answer. I thought they lost several starters. Okay. They lost their big man, right? I know they don't have big-ass Isaac Haas. I knew they lost their big man. I mean, I don't really know either. I I read something in The Athletic about him. And it was talking about how, like, of the five starters, four of them are extremely efficient on offense, and the fifth, Carson Edwards, is extremely inefficient, but it helps the others be efficient. So, whatever that means... Um, that sounds like he just takes a lot of pressure off them, basically. And he doesn't let them shoot the ball very often. We're so much more athletic than them. Just looking, I mean, looking, I'm trying to look at, I'm looking back at their game. I'm, I'm looking back at our game last year with them uh, versus their game against Villanova, just trying to kind of compare the starters. Uh, it seems like two of their starters this year were bench players last year, Eifert and Klein. They combined for two points off the bench. I didn't think Harms was a starter. Carson Edwards last year uh, obviously was on the team. He scored 21 against us, but had one of his inefficient 5 of 17 games. Harms, like you said, off the bench, he scored two points against us. So those guys are better this year. So it seems like the you know they've taken their bench from last year and made them starters. So I guess that would be how they're they're different. But Carson Edwards is still kind of, you know, the straw that stirs the drink. Yes, for sure. How, how's that for a cliche? Uh, you nailed that. That's quite the turn of phrase, John. How's that? How's that for a cliche? All right, let's get to the new patrons. We've got quite a few we got to shout out. Uh, let's start with uh, new $5 patron, Jacob Pointner. Thank you, Jacob. Love you. Nolan Hicks. Thank you, Nolan. Love you. Big Ben Lee. 
<laughs> Thank you, Ben. Love you. Jake Morris. Thank you, Jake. Love you. Trey Clark. Thank you, Trey. Love you. Jonathan Toy. He, he's been giving me these excuses the last two months saying his car, he's got a new card and blah, blah, blah. Here's he signed what, back up. New $5 patron. Here's what Jonathan Toy texted me a mere 17 minutes before the podcast started. Well, he signed up at 450, so it checks out. I became a patron just because I wanted to hear you say I love you when I listened to the podcast tonight. Biggest podcast of the year. You have to bring it. Jonathan, you know I love you dearly, and I value our friendship. Steven Carlovato. Sorry, sorry, Steven. Steven Carlovato. Thank you, Steven. Love you. Degenerate Vol up Tiz from $10 to $20. Shout out to Degenerate Vol. <laughs> Shout out to the Degenerate Vol. Love you. Let's get to uh, some, some patron questions. Can we not we talk about Lamonte for a second? Well, I mean, I was going to get to Lamonte. Okay, okay, okay. I was, I was okay. going to get to Lamonte in a question. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll I wait. mean, uh, AJ posts on the Discord, which shout out to the Discord. Still rolling. It's really fun on game days. If you want to get access to the Discord, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. You'll get the link. You'll get to post. AJ asks, can Turner shut down Carson Edwards? Yes. Next. Jay Clowers asks, how confident are you that Lamonte can D up on Edwards? 100%. Next. He was also the guy who asked uh, the preferred Elite Eight opponent. Virginia. Zach says, can we win the game without Bowden and Turner in double figures? Well, I mean, Levante Turner is going to score double figures. Does that, mean, does that mean next? That means next. Luke says, do you feel good that Curtis Painter has never made it past the Sweet 16? Not particularly because our head coach is Rick Barnes. True. On that same line, Marwan asks, our curse is real. Yes. Zach asks again. A lot of, a lot of Zach questions. Uh, we'll skip that one. Um, uh, Tech Valtez, <laughs> would you... I'm just reading that question now. Uh, would you rather lose to Purdue by 25 or Jeremy Pruitt get a DUI? A la Todd Helton. Jeremy Pruitt get a DUI because we have the best DUI lawyer in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey. Amen. As Amen. a sponsor of this podcast, shout out to Marcos Garza. We love you. We appreciate you. Go get that DUI of Jeremy Pruitt's record. We're not losing to Purdue by 25, Tech Vault. Awful question. And like Seth said, uh, Jeremy Pruitt would not say guilty. He would say Garza. That's right. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see where Maher Metcalf made us the the number fourteen seed? Yeah, whatever, dude. But, but like all that's so fake when they still have Duke as one. But, you know they they survived against that juggernaut UCF. Yeah, Johnny Dawkins, man. Hey, he looks pretty good as a coach. Yeah, he did. His son is awesome. He just wasn't good at Stanford. Yeah, I wonder if Dawkins will get any calls. For what he's done at well, there's, an, there's enough openings in the SEC West that he ought to. Yeah, we just had Arkansas come open too, right? So we have Arkansas, Alabama, AM, and LSU. LSU's probably coming open. Do you think Alabama will throw uh throw an empty check at Bruce Pearl? I have no idea what they'll do. That'd be pretty funny if they did, right? That would be hilarious. And Bruce would take the money. Cause he's pretty underpaid at Auburn right now. Is he? Yeah, I think I saw Clay Travis say it was like 
eleventh or something oh, in the wow. conference at pay. Wow, what a steal! What a steal! And that his staff, his staff's like thirteenth in the country or thirteenth in the SEC. Excuse me. What a steal for Auburn. Yeah, shout out to them. I think Alabama's going to try to hire Greg Marshall, and I think Greg Marshall will listen this time. He should take the job this time. Yeah, I don't want him to. I really don't want him to, but he should take the Alabama job this time. I saw Steve Prom got an extension today at Iowa State, so that means he's not going to go um, to Alabama, which is where he's from. But um, I, I, I would, I thought Iowa State would want rid of Steve Prom. So they could hire Fred Hoiberg back. Well, he took the Nebraska job, didn't he? Oh, he's already taken it. Well, he was linked to it. I don't know if he's taken it because I've seen him. He's I saw his name also pop up at Alabama. So surely he didn't take the Nebraska job with all these openings. But I, I thought I saw where he he got the job. Maybe he hasn't signed anything. Maybe he's still shopping around. But yeah, wait, why why not just get Fred Hoiberg back? Yeah, seriously. So apparently, Fred Hoiberg has been linked to the Nebraska job. We'll see. Jay asked, would you rather give up alcohol or give up meat for the rest of your life? That's simple for me. I'd rather give up alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. Easy. Seems like an easy question. I'm not an alcoholic. There's a lot of, a lot of comments in this damn Discord. Yeah, Discord's can't, awesome, though. I can't sift through all the questions, so sorry if I missed anybody's. I'm would you li- rather subscribe to the Washington Post for the rest of your life or donate monthly to an anti-vaxxer organization? That's a good one. That's from Zach. Uh, Washington Post. <laughs> Will Warren. We love Will Warren. Everybody knows this. Big brain on him. Big brain. Big brain Will Warren, our buddy. Seth has to give up his Phillips natural sunlight alarm clock or he's forced to be the press secretary for Hillary Clinton. Well, fellas, well, fellas I'm about to shield my ass off for Hillary Clinton because... Bury me with my Phillips natural sunlight alarm clock, baby. Bury me in that pine box with my Phillips natural sunlight alarm clock. Your love for that. You you really need to find a way to get them to cut you a check. They all or at least give you or at least give you some free gear. I really just want them to support the podcast. I'd rather you I mean I'd like to see you just get some free gear you're putting on for them. Man, it's it's revolutionary. Ryan asks, who's, the mo- who's most important uh, for beating Purdue, Jordan Bowden or Kyle Alexander? I will say Kyle for the defense. I was going to say Bowden. Because he's going to m- match up with Edwards? I don't know if he'll match up the whole time. Like I don't know if he'll go with just one guy with Lamonte on him or what. But, yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to stop their three-point shooting. And I feel like that matchup for Kyle is not going to be good. So, I feel like uh, Bowden really has to play well. Okay. Or maybe we stay big and we make, you know, we try to make Kyle beat them up down low. We make Kyle, you know, try to grab some rebounds. I mean, I don't know. My my initial reaction was Bowden, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Harms might not be that hard, tough of a matchup for Kyle. So it might be Bowden's the bigger deal just because he's going to be on Edwards some. I just like it when Bowden plays better. I, I do like too. it when Bowden plays good. He's just fun, man. I feel like when Bowden plays good, this offense goes to another level. I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, I like Kyle. I understand he's important, but I feel like Bowden just takes his team to another level. Yeah, Bowden in the open court is just fun, fun, fun. 
Yeah, I mean, he he. I don't want to say he won us the Colgate game, but he made some really big plays when we were in a tie game. Yeah, he did. He took it from tied to up four, I believe. Yep, really quick. Cody asked uh, if Lamonte's under trust back. Seth never lost. His, he never I lost never Seth lost trust. trust in Lamonte Turner. I was the only one. I was out on that limp. I was I was out on that limb by myself. Y'all were so mad, so mad about him shooting a shot in rhythm against LSU. Y'all were so mad about him shooting a shot in rhythm that he was open for to win the game against LSU. That was a dumbass shot. It cost us the so SEC mad. championship. You know who wasn't it mad? Cost us, hey. it, cost, it cost us the SEC no, championship. No, not. The referee did. It cost us the SEC championship and probably the conference championship because if we'd have been the one seed, we'd have got the cakewalk to the title. Blah, blah, blah. So I do still blame him for that dumbass shot. And we to be honest, lost to I, Auburn on Saturday in the SEC tournament. And to be honest, I don't know if I trade the the SEC championships just for beating Kentucky in the semifinals. So I don't know if I have forgiven Lamonte. Well, that's not the question. The question is, is, is the trust earned back? The trust never left. It left me. It never left me. It never left me. Now, he made some big plays against Kentucky, and he actually made one big play against Kentucky, and he made some big plays against Iowa. And Ole Miss. And, yeah, and Ole Miss months ago. It feels like the game was months ago. No, that was after the LSU game, you idiot. I, I know. I'm just saying it feels like months ago. Well, it wasn't, and he won it for us, so... I never lost it. I well, never well, lost well, it. Well, actually, well, actually, Grant, well, actually, well, actually, Grant Williams hit the game winner, dumbass. I never lost faith in Lamonte because he said, if I miss a shot, I'll go in there and look my teammates in the eye. I'm, I'm man enough to do that because he's a man. He's a grown-ass adult. He's a killer. He missed a million shots in a row, but when it came down to it, he hit the shot to beat the Evil Empire in Nashville on Saturday, a mere 10 days ago. He was a baller on Sunday. He's back. He was good. He, he shot well against Auburn in the SEC Championship game. He's from North Alabama. I never lost faith. He is my favorite player. Nobody is even close. He has a North Alabama tattoo on his left arm. He's our best on-ball defender, and we're going to win Thursday night in large part because of Lamonte Turner. Okay. okay. I never lost faith. Do you say so? I am saying so. I was the only one saying so after LSU. He lost us the LSU game. But he also won us the Kentucky game the year before and the Purdue game the year before and games this year. He's out here talking shit about Carson Edwards, so he better back it up. He better not get four. He better not get forty dropped on his head. What did he say about Carson Edwards? Said he was going to shut him down. Did he really? Well, he said something about how he ain't going to go off like that. I mean, he didn't say he was going to shut him down, but he said he ain't letting him get forty. Hell yeah! So he better back it up. He better back it up. Lamonte always backs it up. He's yeah, Lamonte. always. He's Lamonte. Always, always. I listen, y'all are full of shit if y'all are telling me y'all don't want Lamonte shooting a three at the end of the game to win it. Silence, because I'm right. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about him shooting it so quickly in the clock, is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about how he would shoot it with three seconds left. Get a foul call. 
We about we about did the same damn thing. I don't know if you noticed at the end of the at the end of the Iowa game, we saw it with five seconds left in regulation, and we almost fouled that guy. We almost fouled him. For some reason, Grit Williams went up to him and was like crowding him. Okay, here's the new here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're not going to talk about the Iowa game again. Lamonte Turner, four of eleven against Loyola. Yeah. Trusted him. He hit that big corner three, though, against Loyola. I, I remember. I don't it. remember. I remember because I was sitting on the couch, on the far end of the couch, at Turning mom and dad. Four of 11. And he hit it, and I started screaming and walked out of the living room into the kitchen. I was so happy because I was like, finally, we woke up. And then, of course, they hit the buzzer shot, and I just took off walking out my front door. And I walked around the neighborhood for a while. You a uh, pulled pork or a brisket guy? Pulled pork. I don't really like either, to be honest. I'm, I'm not on team brisket. I, I've never understood the hype. I don't really like either. I don't think we should be eating pigs, to be honest. How come? I think you should, think you should eat more cattle. That's right. More beef. You know, there is one. There's only one farm. Pigs are smart. There's only one farm They're I get my than cattle dogs. from. There's only one farm I get my cattle from, and it's in Sweetwater, Tennessee. That's right. That's the only farm. Technically, technically Nyota. Technically but. Nyota. I knew that. I knew this stupid shit was coming. <laughs> Technically, Nyota, Tennessee, but I only buy I only buy grass fed beef from the Reed family farm in Nyota, Tennessee. We we feed our cows grain too. We're not on that grass fed bullshit. It sounds better, John. I think you should just eat a, eat, eat the cow that's been taken care of and been able to roam around, and you feed him different stuff because you can't. What I want to know is here's what I've never understood. Now you've got me fired up. Let's go. Now you've got me fired up. How are these people feeding these cows grass in the winter when the grass is dead? I don't know. Can you riddle me that? Can I don't know because I only, I only buy my cattle from one farm, and that farm is in Nyota, Tennessee. That's what I need to know is how are, how are these cows getting fed grass in the winter? Are we, are we cutting the grass and saving it in a bag for them? Because... I don't know if you've ever been around in winter, but the grass dies, and you have to feed cows hay for them to survive. So what are, what are we doing? Can, can someone answer that for me? I can't. Can they? I don't know. I'm waiting. I would love for somebody to tweet me or let me know because I don't understand how these cows are supposed to, supposed to survive in the winter grass-fed when the grass dies. Oh, well, we make exceptions then. We make exceptions. We give them hay in the winter, but the rest of the year they're just fed grass. Yeah. Well, we don't feed them any corn. We'll feed them hay because, I mean, hay is kind of like grass. It grows from the ground. So y'all feed y'all's, y'all's cattle corn? I mean, we put it, I mean, we, we have feed that has it mixed in corn and we feed them silage and stuff that's made from corn stalks. Yeah, I mean, you got to. You got to keep them fed during the winter, man. That's cool. I'm just saying, I've been out to the family farm and if I was a cow that's that's where i'd want to roam around yeah that's right if you were a cow there'd only be one farm for you it's beautiful land it's just grass covered hills trees lots of shade you get you get taken good care of by the reed family that's true that's great do you have any thoughts about the uh the lady vol coaching rumor is it the louisville guy yeah do you have any thoughts on it I hope the Lady Vols program is disbanded 
is is disbanded. I hope we never play another game of girls basketball. No, I don't have a take on women's basketball. No. I've been getting so mad seeing people post rumors. Rumors, not even coaching hires, just rumors. Who has time for that? I don't know, buddy. Like, you don't have time for that when you're out in the field for 10 hours a day like I am. Or on the clock like I am 24-7. When you are your own brand, you are on the clock 24-7. That's right. I'll be damned if I sit there and tweet about the Lady Vols. You never stop selling. It's true. I'm always on the clock, always, always, always trying to find people to uh, support the podcast, support the radio show, uh, just constantly. Shout out to Marcos Garza. Shout out to him. Don't say guilty, say Garza. And all my sponsors on the radio. Love all them too. And the patrons. Love the patrons. Last question. Slim says, would you rather spend the day wearing wet socks or spend the day with a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth? Popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth. Wet socks are terrible. Man, if that, if that popcorn kernel gets stuck in the wrong spot on your teeth, though, it's, it's painful. awful. It's, it's, it can be painful. It's awful. Yeah. What am I doing with the wet socks? Am I just sitting in the office? Because that would be awful. Just sitting still. <laughs> just sitting there. Just sitting I, mean, there. I know moving around would be awful, too, but at least you're doing something. It would be terrible. I hate that feeling of popcorn kernel stuck in the teeth. I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. I'm getting nervous thinking about Thursday night. Oh, wait, I'm not because we're going to win. We're going to beat Purdue's ass, not worried about it, and then we'll take our chances in the Elite Eight. Where, where Are you going to the game? I will be at the Elite Eight. Okay. You got your ticket already? I do have my ticket already. They arrived in the mail. They arrived at, at Luke's house today in the mail. Oh, cool. Thanks for checking to see if I wanted one. I appreciate it. You always do this shit to me. <laughs> have a good night, brother. I'm going to go eat tacos. It's Tuesday. $2 dollar tacos. You, Two dollar tacos. I'm about to go eat like five of them, and it'll only be ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's two times five. Talk to you soon. Love you, buddy. Love you. Bye.